I mean, have I a burner phone for texting into radio stations? I mean, <laughs> I mean, who can say? Who can say? Well, that's different. But that's different. That's, that's a personal different. vendetta. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a burner phone. I've more in my life than settling old scores. Red Raw, Red Raw with Rob and Laura. How are you? Are you on the mic? I am on the mic. I'm just worried about how far away your head is from that microphone. I have a very long head. He has a very long head. You were thinking that, weren't you? It's just the shape of it. Well, I knew about that. I would like to uh, tell the dear listener that you've gotten a haircut. I have. And I can see your scalp. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not an unpleasant scalp. It's just, there's a... I said, I have a bit of a tan though, don't I? You look very tanned, yeah. But if you cut it too tight, you'd see the little white it's, bit. Yeah, where it's white in. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should have gotten it done before I went to Spain last week. But you see, sometimes, is it a winter thing? Sometimes you have like a little long hairdo. It all depends. On your mood. On my mood, yeah. I think when you've a shave like that, you're like, you're gone wild. You're looking for trouble. I'm back to myself. Yeah, I know. You know. When I see it long, I'm like, oh no, he's gone boy band. <laughs> he's gone more mellow now. He'll be more managed. I like it shaved. Yeah. I like it. I like it being... Kind of raw, red raw, red raw. Well, Robin and Laura here and red raw. <laughs> it is red raw, guys. His head is red raw. Episode four, we're flying it, we're Robert. Flying, lads. Flying it. We're getting the hang of it the whole time. Yeah. Fair play to us. Um, do you know what though? When we were talking about doing a podcast first day, yeah, right. Which I actually think we always kind of alluded to doing one, didn't we? Yeah. Or was it only when we were unceremoniously I always kicked to, off the radio? Uh, <laughs> Let's, I always wanted to do a podcast. And let's be honest about it, half of the people of Cork wanted to do one with you. I've, I always, and I'm not being pretentious or no, anything, I loads. always get asked, will you do a podcast? And I've done one or two and afterwards, like, why did I do a podcast with him? I love doing podcasts. I lo- I, I'd go on any podcast, yeah. I Dove don't Laroque care. gave up to me, I did a podcast for a guy one time and she said, like, you can't be doing a podcast with him. I lousy. I know. <laughs> That's because Darwin wants you to do a podcast with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she still could. You could have multiple podcasts on the go. Yeah, right? we might do one coming up to the Olympics. And you and Darwin. Like yeah. yeah, no, I'm going to want you to have that. Yeah, you'll be well informed. <laughs> I, I'm very, I've always been very well informed about the Olympics. But when we were deciding on it first day, I think our main goal was to stop people being dopes. Like in your daily life, we'd say any given day. I don't know about you, Rob, but I'd say I encounter about 12 dopes a day. <laughs> do you know when I look back and I don't want to be looking back on the radio negatively? Because no, no. I'd have no. never, I'd have changed nothing. I loved loads of it. Same. Like we, we had a laugh. Yeah. But fuck it, it's fake. <laughs> Fucking awful. Like, you, you're putting up, and not just the radio, corporate work, everything. You're putting on a mask and you're conforming and you're asked to present yourself in a way that's acceptable to society. And sure, I, I said, I was chatting to my buddy yesterday, right? And I said, this podcast, I says, you know me since I'm young. I says, I've proved I can conform. I've worked in, I work in a bank, prove I can conform to society's norms, knowing going back to who I am. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with who I am. No, and if more people, you'd, you'd start to wonder, who is it that we're conforming for? Like, who is it that holds the keys that says you must, if you're on radio, you must be like this. Or if you're in a corporate world, you must be like this. Like I've done corporate gigs, right, as a stand-up comedian. Mm. Is there anything more soul-destroying in the world? There's not. Like, first of all, they don't care that you're there. 
You don't care that you're no, there. You're it's, getting paid. You're handy. getting paid, but it's it's not worth it, Rob. It is no. soul destroying to walk into a room full of people doing a team building thing and to have to do stand up. It is absolutely awful. He has the phone on, guys. The phone is vibrating. He's a very important, busy man. Jeez, no, it's off now. Do you need to answer it? That was a corporate call. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the gig guys how much, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much are you offering five but, grand perfect. I'm there do you need anyone to do a bit of stand up yeah. no but like seriously I just sometimes wonder do you know what happened to me a couple of weeks ago I was watching the David Beckham documentary yeah. right which I think most people have probably watched at this stage in fact we're probably after the fact if this was the radio now you wouldn't be allowed to talk about it because it happened so long ago right yeah but yeah that's true as well isn't it even somebody with the success and the skill and the professionalism of David Beckham it's still some corporate dose in a suit decided the trajectory of his career, yeah. didn't they? That Real Madrid lad, was yeah. it that fella? Yeah, the pre- the, I suppose because he got so big, and I, not bringing it back to me or sure, anything. Rob, we know at the stage the, it's always going to go back to you. <laughs> but the footballers' lives are heightened. It's it's Hollywood. Well, David Beckham's was. Yeah, yeah. When you're gone out there publicly in massive, people take this thing. They can have an opinion on you that might be completely incorrect. A hundred percent. I can remember my sister saying to me before, I don't know, after coming home, knowing, you know, it could have been on television or something. And she was like, Robert, like, you're still our brother, like. What, did you have gotten notions? like? <laughs> but she wouldn't have seen me now, like, in months. I'd have been away. She's like, you're, you're still our brother, like, like. I was like, but I haven't, I haven't changed at all. That's your opinion from of me from a looking hundred. at stuff on TV and reading stuff. and A hundred percent. And then you'd meet people and they go, Jeez, you're still the exact same as when you were young, fella. Yeah, you're. It, it's it, people. Bring but their... imagine it, Lord, for fellas like Beckham and fellas who are in like every word they say is a song by. But he seemed. Dave Beckham seemed to have been able to compartmentalize some of the. Like I didn't realize all the shit that went on mm. at the World Cup, um, with him being was he sent off and the, he, all, all the stick that he, he got, got afterwards sent off against was it against um, Argentina like I didn't care because I was just like I like his hair like that's where I was coming from at yeah. that point I didn't realise any of that but he seems to be able to compartmentalise all the trolling and stuff like I have there are t- I, I know you know about them because I've told you about them there are toxic websites out there where people tear down people we say I, on Instagram I, I've never thank God I've never gone into them a hundred percent and I haven't my mum gave out to me for reading them so I haven't been on them in nearly two years at this point right but if you were to like I read stuff about friends of mine that I know mm. I read stuff about them that I knew was not fact and it's being presented as fact yeah 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 and yeah. that is why it's so dangerous then that people can have this completely false narrative about you I remember reading going, but sure, that's not true at all. That's not that. mm. and, and they were all like, oh yeah, she's like this and blah, blah. I think it's awful. I think the the rate of dopes to normal people in the world is gone cracked. It's, no, it's her. I, it's, <laughs> I've had that scenario. Like I trained in Spain with a guy and he was implicated in, um, he was implicated with a doping doctor. Nothing to do with me, Laura. Of course Nothing not. Nothing at all to do with me. But very, very good to me for years. Like when I had no support in Ireland, I used to go to Spain and he'd, he'd get, get me his friend's car. Mm. Uh, I stayed in his friend's um, cave apartment for free. He was giving me runners when I had nothing. And me and Marion were really with each other at the start and he was a star. I hate to stop you. Go on. What the hell is a cave apartment? It's up in Andalusia and Guadix. There's the oh, mountains. it's in a cave? It's a cave, yeah. So they, they back in when the poor Spanish back in the day would burrow into the cave but now they're, now they're exclusive enough. Yeah, so the temperature is similar all year round, whether it's 40 degrees or zero degrees. So I trained with him, then a story broke about him and everyone ran. 
and I didn't because he was so good to me as a yeah. friend take sport aside he was a really really good friend, friend. and it felt like a death it was like going if he was doping it's awful yeah it's awful so long story short I chatted and he said he wasn't I says grand we got on with it guilty by association and I could I could have run in and not associate myself with him but I wouldn't it wouldn't have sitting well with my soul and there was another Irish athlete who went out there and she ran mm-hmm. and she's no friends there no words this place in Guadix I built up such a load of friends out there like I'm nearly it's nearly more of a home to me when I go back than Cork because it's so relaxed <laughs> in, in a way what did you bizarre. say there? it's like an alternate universe for me well when I met you first you said Guadix an awful lot and yeah. I'd say I knew you maybe six weeks before I yeah, met you it's like what the hell lovely is Guadix so I was expected to turn my back into a whole lot of that no. so back to being a, a bit of content and a songbiter yeah. writing stuff about me and pay completely infactual uh, is, that, is it infactual I don't know <laughs> I've never heard it before but I it's like not, it. It's not factual and um, I can remember it. Fictitious. Or I can remember before my, la- my last Olympics then in Rio it went at me again. I don't care if Rob Heffernan wins a medal or not tomorrow. If he lies down with dogs he deserves to get fleas. Yeah. They came at me again when I was on Dancing with the Stars. About what? That but, you were doping on Dancing with is, the Stars? All, <laughs> the, the, all it is is content but back to the thing people can write what they want now. And then with social media and stuff, you could portray yourself as a completely different person. Nothing is real. No, and, and it's like, I think it's not okay. I don't think like you, these forums where people can tear each other down and people are like, it's free to be a speech. I can say what I yeah, like or whatever. Awful. Like I'm certain there's probably a page about me, but I haven't looked because mm. I can't. Because if they mentioned anything about Shane or if they mentioned mm. anything about my kids. I'd lose it then. Oh Jesus, I would. So I don't want to know. I don't want to know if there's, if there's a page about me, but I don't think it should be allowed. I think you should not be able mm. to write about somebody else online. You know this thing of like, well, you're in the public eye. We're not like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm majorly in the public eye, but it's like, you should be up for it. No, I shouldn't. No, I know. And also, sorry, they, you say that to us on the radio as well, that would we not have more of a thick skin? No. No. I'm the not. whole reason we put ourselves out there is for like, uh, people to tell us we're lovely. <laughs> Do you know, we're, I'm not able for... I, th- I think it's when you're, if you're honest, like you, you see people in media and they go in and they portray a completely different character to who they are in real life. Yeah. So then in a sense, you're nearly protected because that character is getting attacked as opposed to you going on and being really honest and putting your real feelings and your real emotions out there then when you get attacked with that it hurts more definitely and like I'd always prefer to be 100% myself but I do feel like if people don't like me then it's me they don't like it's the real yeah. which is yeah. which is fine but also I'm like why don't you I'm yeah, lovely yeah. but if you're convincing people you're failing I'm a lovely person guys yeah, please like it's me hard. it's I don't know it, it's a bit of um, we're sensitive enough to it though like I remember Cahill coming so into sensitive. me one day at home and he goes, Dad, look at that. Just two years ago now, he was just gone to AC Milan. He showed me a message on his Instagram and this fella sent him a message and he says, I've seen you play. You're ring matting level at best by you're a fraud. You're going to be found out. I says, fucking message him back. And he says, tell him, come up to the, tell him, call up to the house and tell him you'll fight him out in the garden. And he started bursting laughing at me. He says, I only showed you because I knew you'd go mad. And did he care? Did Colin Didn't bother care? him in the slightest. Oh. And I was so happy. And back to the Beckham thing, Carl said to me about Beckham, when we were on about the documentary last week, he said, Dad, you see the way he just didn't react to stuff? And I was so happy that that's the message he got from it. Because yeah. he's right. We yeah. shouldn't be reactive. Because no. I would never go on and 
attack someone no. or troll someone like what fucking idiot does that but like? I'm so reactive and we're, we weren't left to talk like this then if you're under it oh you can't say it we can't say it because it affects everybody I and this is you know when you're in school as a smallie or our kids if somebody was bullying our kids the thing is you tell how has that changed as an adult then mm. that we're not allowed to say hang on a second like I had um, a fella text me in the midst of being pregnant to tell me that I was shit on the radio right and I was like what? this has infected my day now I'm about my business here now living mm. my life and I have to stay quiet about it I didn't stay quiet about it I shared it heavily on Instagram but like seriously I don't understand why we're not allowed to call it out I don't think people should be allowed to troll you I don't I know I the same and, uh, when we were doing the uh, RT coverage for the Olympics somebody made some comment that I was like a guy who <laughs> spoke to the man on a pub stool in the bar and I said I was fucking Was that livid. not a great thing, no? But but you can't but I'd be thinking like if I'm gonna be on, I need to be able to relate to you and inform you, not not just the, the five point five percent of people who actually do athletics and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I ended up getting your man's contact details, <laughs> went back to his club, got on to him and had a normal conversation when I said, like I says, Do you realise? I says, I've been to five Olympics, I'm coaching five Olympic athletes and I says, Do you want me to go on with my real opinion? I goes, We have to have a broad audience, so I have to speak to he fucking nearly had a breakdown. Like, oh my god! Big of long message crying. But but you ah. can't do that to everyone. No, but, but it's you, annoying. But you would no. if you could. You you've always been like, give me his details. Tell him to come up to the house. <laughs> Tell him to come up to the house is my favourite. Like, what are you going to do if they actually come up to your house? Oh, you just go, but what happened? Who went? Who went that us? Um, that was the fella that I talked about. He worked in radio. He worked in radio, and, and he, he went for both of us. Stuff. So I I went. We who went, was it? Me or you who went after him? You went after him. You sent him a message like that to a pregnant woman. Oh yeah, that was your man, yeah. So this guy wrote back. Uh, in, in fairness, though, no, he definitely did honours English because it was a very well structured email. It was a lengthy apology. <laughs> you see, they don't uh, like it, being called out. Yeah, and it was bizarre. But you told him to call up to the house. <laughs> he must have been. Sh- I think you sent him your air code. <laughs> Guys, if you ever want to go up and have a look at Rob's house, all you have to do is threaten him and he'll send you, he'll send you the air code and you go up I for a nose. If, I wouldn't mind going down if I feel 100% right. It's a, you said that yeah. it's that sense of justice. Like, I'll never fight back if I'm wrong or if I feel I'm wrong. But if I feel I'm 100% oh. right for myself or for somebody else, I don't care about the consequences then. I'm trying to think. I think I'd probably fight out back even if no, I was if wrong. if I'm wrong, I can't. W- would you back down? If I'm wrong, I think I, I'd double I'm down. I'm gone. Like, no, no, I'll never double if I'm wrong. But sometimes, God, that's interesting. But sometimes I'm, I'm wrong think. and I think I'm right. <laughs> well, if I, I would double down. So we say if it was a small domesticated fight, I would double down at the time. And then in a few days when I calmed down, I would go back and apologise. Like when, when we fought, when we had the fight that we discussed in the first episode. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still excited <laughs> over that. Still, would you get over it, please, for the love I'm of God? I'm sensitive enough, like. As sensitive as I don't know, but I'd be, I think winning is important to me in a fight. I, I would like to win. Even, so I think it's from being in school when we used to do debating, you always had to argue sides you didn't necessarily believe. So I just, I'm good at arguing. I'm good at like no, I've won always, that If now. I know somebody's not trying to cut me down or get the better of me or it can just be a difference of opinion and I don't understand something I'll try to understand and go okay but if I think you're coming after me <laughs> But any troll that you've ever gone back to which you've gone back to a fair few, few. <laughs> they've always backed down They've always been like apologetic or said oh god I was in a bad place myself I that know, day I or know. whatever which kind of takes the sting out of them which is why I think you should be able to go back after them do you know? Yeah, but, but but shouldn't you have the confidence and reassurance in yourself to know that they're dopes? But for and me, know that it's like the person 
hates me so much. I think so it's an insecurity much. in me. Oh, it is, are yeah. You? Oh, it is, yeah. Because like, if you're rock solid, you fucking leave Who cares? But is I anyone rock phases, solid? Though. Is anyone rock solid? I go through phases where it doesn't bother me. Like, it could be 20% of the time. <laughs> It's a very short phase. <laughs> I have gotten better for not reading the comments. I've learned that. So like I do uh, the Today Show once a week and when they put up that I'm going to be on it, if there's seven comments under that and two of them are hidden, I've gotten better at not looking at the hidden okay. ones because there's there's no good in that for me. I don't need to like, I mostly it's just she's very loud. I'm not, okay. She'll turn down the telly by you have a remote yeah, control. Like, I've gotten better for avoiding I used to actively seek it out. Like I used Google myself oh, and see, well. yeah, was there stuff said about yeah. me? It's awful. It's an awful headspace awful. to me. Awful. And like I can remember when I was in Cahoots, the comedy trio that was me, Ty Kiki and Tom McHale. Very rarely we'd get bad stuff. But I remember it all. There was the one that commented underneath the yellow teeth. I, every time I brush my teeth now, they're like, her teeth are yellow. And when I went looking at him, it was some fella in like Arkansas. Like, what do I care yeah. about him? But every time I go to brush my teeth now, I'm like, your teeth are yellow. <laughs> There's an, a, a man from Arkansas inside my head every time I go to brush but my then teeth. But then there's a bit like, do people don't see you as being a real person or when you're on the stage that yeah. you're like married. I remember like when we used to go out, Emily Barker was going out with Curtis Pritchard. Remember oh, he was in from Love, Love Island. Island. So he was on Dancing, he was one of the pro dancers on Dancing with the Stars when we did it and we'd be out at night time and sure the women be hanging off him. Off and of Curtis? Yeah, yeah okay. and sure he was looking for the other gender we just didn't know at the Does time. Does he? Like, oh yeah, he's, he's cutting both ways now but... Is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, look, Curtis was loving. Cutting both he's, ways, Rob. He's, <laughs> Rob, you're so woke. <laughs> he's, uh, Emily was going out with him but she used to be going mad over it like because it'd be happening in front of her but Mar was like going, but Rob, they just see him like Kendall. Yeah. Like that he's a pro dancer, he's so yeah. handsome and they don't see him as being something real. So it's a bit of that, like you're on the radio, you're not real or, you know, you're out there, you're not real. We Were you raging that they weren't going after you like a Kendall? <laughs> Would you be more back, of a Paul? It didn't Paul bother me either way. Didn't it, Rob? No, didn't no. it? Sitting there going to the him, <laughs> flogging Curtis, getting no, all the attention. He's a beautiful man. Like. Is he in person, is he? Oh, he is, he's like you could see... He had a rough time on Love Island. His his story was He's a dope. Like he was coming <laughs> to us, Laura, in a Love like, Island. See him dancing like like incredible. Yeah. Big beautiful looking man. Yeah. Like dancing around the studio and then you're trying to learn it like you're that bad and your man is trying to tell you how to move and, and like Curtis honestly man, it's just it's too much but he he was coming to the studio then and go I just wish I was a normal normal man a normal boy I'd love to be on a building site driving a dumper truck oh gee because Curtis I'd going, say you wouldn't get on great so then when he went down to Love Island his behaviour on Love Island didn't shock me at all That's, just wanted to be a normal boy makes him sound like Pinocchio <laughs> You wanted to drive a dumper truck. Ah, Curtis. <laughs> are you joking me? All I can see, there was one episode of Love Island where he did a dance and I, it haunts my dreams. I can, he he just... In they were good way Well, they were meant to come out and kind of, you know, the, the heart rate challenge where they're like, you'd come yeah, out and you're meant oh, to do yeah. a sexy he dance. With some he basically shining. did like a samba. Like he did a proper yeah. dance. It wasn't particularly sexy. It was very good. Yeah. It was, but it was probably technically excellent. But I'd be like, oh my God, get away from He's a, yeah, he's an interesting... Well, is he an interesting character? No. <laughs> Poor no. Curtis. We wish you well, Curtis. But there was something back along there about, uh, oh yeah, I think as well, a lot of time on Facebook, ones that are commenting are are, are older and they don't realise that you can read it. Oh yeah. Like, but when I think about it, like when the X Factor used to be on years ago, 
I like I'm regularly haunted by my um, Facebook statuses from when the X Factor was on. It's all like Frankie Cocosa, would you ever go home with your dirty arse? Like I didn't know yeah, that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to that point, that's it's, nasty. You don't think like, they're real. I didn't think he was real. Yeah. I was like, he's on a big show. He's a, a target for my like. I want Jedward to win, so I'm pissed off with yeah. him. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, so so I always try to know, like, my sister, actually, this one you have to come into my head, she was on about the Late Late Show scandal and yeah. all of the Ryan Tubbery stuff the other week. My sister's a cleaner now, right? Yeah. She cleans in houses and she cleaned this woman's house who worked in RT, gave her a big bag of stuff from the toy show a few years ago. Oh, cool. And they're going on about the lads. At the time, the controversy was concealing. I goes, are you, what are you on about? Yeah. And you took a bag of free toys off her. And she all like, Tubbery's a disgrace, Rob, isn't he? Needs to go. But they yeah. don't, they're not informed. People can get carried away with the narrative as well. I'd be very, like, I'd be very guilty of, like, getting rolled along with a narrative. But yeah, but I can see why. But then I'd always put myself like, do you know what, it's easy to take Tubbs down or yeah. have an opinion about him. But then, because of the worlds that we've been in, what if I had to put myself in his shoes and host a late late show. Oh my like god! It's, like, but people don't think like that. That he's a normal person who has to do all his research, has to work in the radio every day, and then he has to host the late late show on a Friday night. It's it's unreal. And I felt very sorry for him because at the time we were leaving radio. At the time he was leaving radio, and I felt like this man is probably sad. Took the shine off us. <laughs> <laughs> Took the heat away. But I had a feeling that he was probably sad in a room somewhere because I had been sad in a room yeah. somewhere. And I'm like, whatever about the fact that, like, okay, maybe he's not the type of fellow I'd go for a pint with, but. But it was, he was it, still sad. It, it was more to him. Way more to him. Way it was his whole life. He's so one of the radio weirdos. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was sad. <laughs> radio weirdos. <laughs> They're a category of people. Um, but I did I did have huge empathy for him at that time because I was like, he's lost his job. The same way yeah. that I was sitting on my swinging couch crying. But is it then when people have more money than someone else that they're easier targets as well? So, 100%. And it comes back to the Beckham thing then. 100%. When they have so much money that you have a divine right to say we could take them down. They want to take you down a peg or two. It is. Yeah. It's, it's like life is going too good for you so I'm going to come in and I'm going to shit in mm. you. You know when you were doing sport you used people see it probably wasn't as social media wasn't as big you used people to be like that was a terrible walk now today or his leg was low or <laughs> could you have a low leg? Um, <laughs> was there was there I, online commentary about you? Cork is brilliant. They get fully behind anything. Like they well, get, you just said you preferred Spain a while ago. <laughs> no, I do. I love God. Spanish is great as well. But I love coming home here. But it was, is when when I dro- I dropped out of the European Championships in 2014. I got absolutely destroyed online. Oh. So if social media was prevalent. Then your grant comes from the government, so you're government funded. And when I came through the line, when I dropped out, like I'd still finish in sixth if I finished in a decrepit state. I was, you know, I was that, that high standard that I would still be in sixth. And I was like going, I'm world champion. I said straight afterwards, I was, I didn't come here to finish sixth. But in my, in my narrative, in my head, I didn't want to be like the typical, stereotypical Irish person who won the world championships and then rested on his morals. I wanted to win the world championships and kick on and show that we're the best to be like Karjanowski who coached me. Yeah. And I pushed myself too hard. But I got fucking destroyed on social media, Laura. Like they were like going, "How dare he say? Think he has a right to just win a medal? He's he's a government funded athlete. It's our money that he's he's funded with uh, stuff like that. Fierce and worse, really hurtful stuff. Then I can remember going out. I wouldn't come out of the house. Um, I was just so depressed. And I remember coming out of the house with Mara, and we went to home store. We were going down to a race down in Cove. And that night, we're in home store walking around and there was an old woman in home store. She came over and gave me a big hug. Oh, I was fierce and comfortable with it though because it was 
<laughs> it was negative. She dropped the hand. <laughs> was weird in as well like, kind of froze um, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying what's going on but look but she, what was her intention was to like to be not, you're alright by but like but then thinking about it afterwards I was like going more people can relate to misery and sadness and upset than somebody achieving at the real real high level yeah. like Beckham being a superstar of winning a medal so when you're up there not as many people can relate with it so I don't know do they try to take it down then but when, when you have such a public disaster you could be attacked but at the same time people will feel sorry for you but I don't like any of them emotions do you oh, know, does that make sense? Yeah it does make sense I also think because people would view you as being the same as them he's the same as me Rob is like me mm. so once you go above the parapet then it's like who's he up there? Well, has he any right to be up there and I'll take him down then yeah, it's like but I got I got on that yeah sorry no just, you know, you're all sorry. dragging up all my feelings <laughs> there was this guy he, he and he used to come out training with me and stuff and he lacerated sent me a big long message on a thing saying that I let my country down because I dropped out and all of this stuff so that was 2014 last year I got a long message off him he was going through his steps of his recovery for alcoholism okay. and he wanted to apologise to me so back to our yeah. points earlier just it's all people are going through their own stuff but I think we need to be assured enough to kind of go fuck that's their problem because I find like we say in the radio if we ever got a negative comment I'd be obvious to you to you now you'd kill me you I, would. but if it happened to me I'd be like excuse you, me you killed me one day oh, over what over <laughs> me reacting to the trolls and stuff I was like but they're only dopes but they actually are only dopes and they actually are only bringing their own stuff to the table or whatever but if the table was turned and it happened to me Sure, I could be in a funk about it. I hate anyone yeah, saying anything yeah, bad yeah. about me. Did I kill you? <laughs> you? No, but you were right, like. So but back to Dublin down, I was like, oh, fuck it, no, she's right. But I can one. see it, <laughs> I can see it from outside. But when you're in it yourself, like if there, I think of some of the, like, you know, some of the kind of influencer girls that are on Instagram, like what they have to endure every day. Every day. Like I'm lucky people don't bother with me for the most part. That constant feeling of people analysing everything you do. I'm very conscious of it now with the baby. Like that if I put up a video and Freddie is in like his seat or something, I'm like, oh my God, is his head at the right angle? Because oh, there'll yeah. be ones going on going, sorry, that's very dangerous. Them seats are actually like the biggest cause of baby deaths. Or like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you get the whole time. Oh, like, yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. He was in it for two seconds. I remember when when Polly was small this old one came up to me and she was like she's no hat on would you put a hat on her I was like girl I've been trying to put a hat on her all morning but she keeps taking it off yeah. I remember the, like when you're a mam online the mam shaming is fucking severe yeah. I think that's why I was so protective of Molly May that time everything is up for grabs I remember picking Polly up in her car seat and her car seat's one of those baby buckets that you can just slot back in this woman came running over bait down the window was like you never tied the straps I said she's strapped in the whole time yeah. and also piss off. Fuck off. Like, but I, it would never occur to me to go over to anyone else and inform them. Like, and it would never occur to me to troll anyone. No. Never. I mean, have I a burner phone for texting into radio stations? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Do you want to say I mean, who can say? Who can say? Well, that's different. But that's different. That's, that's a personal different. vendetta. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a burner phone. I've more in my life than settling old scores. I don't know people Rob but even then some of my friends I found this as I'm getting older what I'm 38 I don't have a big circle of friends anymore oh we were only on about that the other day when I got married we 245 at the wedding Christ and we were out, we were out in Spain last week and we were like if we, if we got married again and we were asking the kids I said who would be at the wedding there'd be hardly no one and I said who would be at the wedding Regan goes Laura yes 
And Kyle said to me as well last week, he says, Dad, you have no friends. Oh. <laughs> says, well, so your name came up there again. It was like, Laura's your friend. Yes. Derry, Pa. And then the fucking big dark cloud descended on me. He was like going... I actually don't have that many friends. My friend, my friend Laura, <laughs> my best friend Laura said her little girl turned around to her the other day and said something about, um, she said she was going hanging with her friends or whatever and Katie was like, Auntie Laura? And Laura was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she realised that Katie didn't know any other friends that she'd have and the dark cloud descended on her as well that yeah. she was like, Laura is my only friend. But I'm a bit like, a, I, I expect soul friendship. That's what I do to my friends. I'm yeah. like, you must only love me. I'd have a lot of acquaintances like. I don't know. I've kind of actively gotten rid of some. Yeah, I know. Well, it's getting less. Do you know I think what, you like, get crankier as you get older anyway. But you know what? When I was 20, right? And if I was friends with somebody who was having a whole load of dramas going on, I used to be bait into it. I used to be like, oh yeah. yes, love this. Living for the drama. Now, nearly pushing 40, if somebody has like an, a ridiculous drama, it's different if like somebody is actually suffering with some trauma. Yeah, yeah, But if yeah. it's some old shite that we'd have dealt with in our 20s, I've no space for it. I've no space for it. I'm like, I don't care. I, yeah. I can't invite this into my world. I have enough to be doing. Yeah. I have three small kids. I've uh, like work, uh, marriage, aging parents. Oh, they won't like that. Uh, but do you know what I mean? I like, it, I'm like, I don't have space for this complicated. There's some people, I think, in my circle that were complete drains of my time. Oh, yeah. Like you go away from them going, I literally got nothing from that encounter. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they got everything from me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd be so like, let them in and help them. And then I'd go away drained and they've gone away with a yeah. full cup. I, and I'm I only know. there with a few drops. I know. Not oh, even a few drops. Only recently with Dorville. Dorville. I've, I see, I have to name my other friends now. I'm good friends with Alan. He's Alan Carroll. He's a good friend of mine, you know. But then we made friends at a later stage in life. I don't know why. It doesn't even... feel like. I see, that's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, same with you, like, I made friends with you at a later stage in yeah. life. Yeah. You always relate your friends to who you grew up with, but is that is that's not necessarily. Oh, Jesus, I don't know anyone from when I grew up, only our immediate neighbours at home. Or if I meet fellas now who I grew up with and they pull up stories of when we were 15, 16, sure, I fucking had. A whole different, different person. Here's one for you. If there was a school reunion in the morning, primary school, would you go back? Sure, I fuck it. I don't know. You would. You'd go back just to say hello to everyone. I don't know. No. No. I wouldn't. If there was a school, I if, wouldn't think so. No, no. If there was a drama and theatre studies reunion for me, right, college. I would not. I would not in a million fits would I go back. If I was going back, it would only be to settle old scores. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I couldn't. So. I couldn't so go back I, to that. I when I was MC there for the Patrick's Day Parade a couple of years oh, yeah. ago, a buddy of mine who was growing up for me was directly across with his family. He's living in Black Rock now. And I could see he was watching and stuff. And I met him a couple of weeks later down Black Rock Village and he goes, Hef, this is unreal, but he goes, I was only thinking, do you know, you MC, you were Grand Marshal, I know you MC the parade. He goes, I remember when we were younger, he says, we were down, do you know, outside the library, there used to be the toilets city there. city library? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Grand Parade. Yeah, yeah. There used to be toilets there. And he says, uh, Lester was part of the Barrack Street Band. And he says, we were sitting up in the toilets, we were only about 11, 12, it was me, Barry, Joseph, Paddy, probably in the thing. It's the Barrack Street Band came down the Grand Parade and they went through whatever their, their piece was. Yeah. And they stopped. And I wrote, Nestor, you langer. Because there was a dead silence. He says, everyone started bursting laughing and they all knew Lester was up the front of the thing with his triangle. Oh. And then he says, and now you're there looking, you're the Grand Marshal. And, and I, I could vaguely remember it, but because they haven't moved on, they remember all of these things so as if they were yesterday. So when I meet them, when yeah. they haven't kind of moved on, 
you've all of the stories when we were younger she, fuck it I can't remember a lot of like but you don't remember yesterday to be fair but I remember <laughs> a lot of stuff like but then I remember that but that was funny it's bad no though imagine doing it now watch out you would still do it now yeah. <laughs> you would you mightn't be sitting up in the toilet but you'd be gone quick <laughs> I wouldn't be I'd do it in another place where I'm not knowing what are you talking about I'm sorry you actively spend your life looking for places you can roar I don't know I just think eh I don't know. I, I prefer my circle being small. Yeah. I don't want like I'd like people I can I think people you can trust and people that are on the same kind of page. You just have to be on the same you don't have to have the same opinions. It's trust. It is trust. It's trust. And that yeah. doesn't matter if it's friends or business or anything. So when you go when we go, you know, all of this corporate shite and all of the influencer shite it's when you take a ch- time to get to know someone yeah. and you trust them. That's where everything happens. 100%. Not all of the fake no. shite. No, and I think I was into the fake shite when I was, not into the fake shite, but I was into the, dra- I was into people's dramas. Like I love like, oh God, she's having an awful time there now. I loved that when I was younger. Whereas now I'm like, no, I don't, I, I've no but time I think for anyone it. then with a brain, Lord knows, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like say, what I found with you now, like say last year when I went to see your gig in the Everyman. Yeah. Like, I know that that doesn't just happen. That yeah. there's a huge story behind it. That there's you know a load of work. There's loads of there's a ma- there's twenty years of work behind that. When you go, I read that in one day. It's not. Yeah. So I understand. And and Annie Walker life. So this influencer instant instant stuff. It's not real because no. they get good at anything. It takes so long as well. And also, I think some of them fair play to them. Like they've, it's very hard to build up a following online. Like every single person that follows me on Instagram, I have fought hard for. Like never went viral. Didn't go on a journey. Some of them, I'm like, do you know what? Fair fucks to your girl. You've got a load of followers. I don't know. No. I remember being at a gig one night. Me and Marion were at a gig down Little Island, and there was an influencer sitting next to me. I'm not going to say her name though. She was a fitness jogger. And doing the nutrition and stuff and didn't know me from She was Adam, a fitness right? jogger or she was a fitness blogger? Jogger and blogger. Oh, right. And, and jogging blogger. Oh, and God. She was on to me about her running and her half martins. I didn't get out of my head going. And Marion, Marion Fair's polite then. Yeah. Would go along with the conversation and I'm going, Ma, <laughs> you fucking ran in the Olympics. You were an animal, like. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't even tell you that she trained, Laura. Yeah. Marion is that kind of humble and polite. She wouldn't even tell. And you go into the gym with her then and she could lift heavier weights than the cocks in your footballers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wouldn't tell. And I'm there going, and listening to her one, going 20 years of training twice a day and your one and in her own but and it fucking annoyed me. And some of them are dangerous. You know I have no, a problem she, with the wellness all, ones. all wrong. Yeah. So, but imagine if you're out at these gigs and you're throwing out this net and you're chatting about whatever shit you're chatting about and it's justified by people not challenging you, then it, it gets stronger and stronger. Whether it's nutrition or yeah. diet or fitness, like there's not that many experts out there with stuff. A hundred percent there's and, that. And we rant over here now in a minute. So oh I still God. love to run and I think this is where we have misunderstood each other yeah. at the start. I hate the people who take up running who never did it in their life. <laughs> I, I, not, <laughs> no offence to anyone who's out in their run listening no, to this podcast we when, love when, you when you start doing like Christ. these cha- these events then like you know I'm, I'm going to run 50 Martins in a month for for a certain charity yeah. you're not you're doing it for yourself you're scratching your own itch and your own addiction and you're trying to get everybody you're you're pontificating out to people just do your own thing and shut up well, it's, get on with it like 
I just think just because something has happened to you doesn't make you an expert on it, right? So I've had three sections. Does that make me an expert on C-sections? Can I offer medical advice to people online? I can't, Rob. You'd have a good enough idea. I'd have a good enough idea, but I shouldn't make an industry out of it. But you wouldn't. Yeah, you're not not going to have the audacity to go on and pretend you're an expert. 100% not. Or like, you know, I am brilliant at potty training. That is one of my special skills. My kids are just excellent at potty training. Do I think that I could write a book about potty training? Me and Dorval had this about one who is all over social media and we've said she would be an expert on postnatal depression even though she doesn't have kids. Yeah. But she, you know, yeah. that's such an And you see, there's vulnerable people watching yeah. then. Like, as in, I, there's a, fr- a guy that I know who spouts utter nonsense, <laughs> right, about fitness and food. Utter Nonsense. Massively debunked on on many, many platforms. But if you were vulnerable and you were watching him, you think he's spouting fact because he says it with such conviction. Mm. It's so dangerous. Like, I think that's the dangerous aspect. Like, wellness influencers to me are in a very dicey territory. Like if you're suddenly kind of half giving medical advice or nutritional advice, like if I want nutritional advice, I would take it from you because well, you no, know. I, I, and it's gas because I, ch- I was out training out this morning McCallum was competed in the Olympics. We ran about nutrition. I bumped into two guys running down and I, one of them was about 20 stone, I say, 10 years ago. Yeah. And he's after losing about eight stone and he was on about nutrition. And I said, that could be you be good for fellas like this because he's obviously working with a nutritionist yeah. says, but I have no interest in it then he's like but he's not a nutritionist he's a knowledge of it I have a knowledge of it but I wouldn't have the audacity 100% and just because advise people then either though Laura because it's, no. everyone is different you and know? just because you've lost 8 stone like if you're a different person like my losing 8 stone versus somebody else's losing 8 mm. stone we're completely different people you have to take in genetic factors all this I just think you have to be so careful with some of the some of the influencers I'm like fair fucks to you you're doing no harm to anyone you're selling a few mattresses and greys right but then there's other people I'm like you're doing damage you are doing damage mm. because you are spouting to vul- I think particularly maybe weight loss stuff you're spouting to vulnerable people and you're you like you're talking out your hole mm. like I, just because I know stuff about being a mom I'm not going to become mm. a mom's guru it's only specific to myself Whereas like I actually think you probably could be specific about sports stuff if you wanted to because you do also have a d- sports science and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah I could. Like but but that's back to the thing like like I wrote and I love for me personally and that's the big thing that I'd see the difference yeah. in me and you I express myself by getting out and having to exercise because I've done it since I was a kid. Yeah of course. You know, it's, it's what I do because I feel so good then and that I shouldn't be trying to preach or convert you but even though everyone has to exercise do you yeah, know you yeah, still need yeah. to be active and mobile alright Rob I'm only no, after having a section a couple of weeks ago it's a, but I think it's annoying when people because you get these guys who never did it before and they, they might have addictions in other areas yeah. then they come to running yeah. and there's so much endorphins you feel so good after you know, they have an innate right to feel that they can preach and then they try to convert you that's and I think that's what I thought I was going to get when I met no. you I thought you were going to try and make me run and I was like if that fucker tries to make me one, walk or run however you can express yourself then through your arts and your staring at the wall and, but yeah but it's sake I still think you have to be active enough so you have to yeah. be you know healthy and eat the right stuff but yeah. the people who go overboard but they drive me mad well it's like being obsessed about anything Is it's too much like I just don't think we should be obsessed about anything mm. now having said that we're going to finish up now because I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, wait, like, right, let's let's Where give the setting here, Laura. Right? Okay. So, we're overlooking the River Lee. We are. The Parky Cueve is... To the right of us. Just to the right. The river is... It's unbelievable. Black Rock Castle is to the Black left. Black Rock Castle is to the left. Where I would I run there the, now? 
if you could get a slide, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to build a bridge here. So we'll get a slide from your house down onto the bridge and we could go across there. Cortado. Did you ever see Cortado coffee shop? Oh, I'll run anywhere for a coffee. Across there then? There was a time when I was living in Monkstown where I decided I was going to take up running, right? Take up running. Just someday. I was like, today's the day. So what did I do? I just ran out the door. <laughs> I just ran out the door. I'd say I got about 500 metres and I was like, I think I'll just walk. All you'd have to do is a 20 minute. Oh, you have to go and run about 10k, do yeah, but I don't around. think you I could do a 20 minute walk up and down the hill in your grand happy days. Do I have to go up down the hill? I was going to get Shane to drop me down to the, the bottom of the and hill and go in the flash. No, and get him to click me again. <laughs> but there's time wasting then. But then I. But by the time you go out the door, you go 10 minutes out, 10 minutes back. But happy the days. hill is at the end, Rob, and it'll, it'll turn me off, then I'll get a turn against it. Yeah, I, I think I need to drive to the lock. Do a couple of laps across the lock. there. I'm not missing, Laura, right? Across there where the Atlantic Pond is, yeah. the line, it's heaven. All right. You'd write loads of plays there. Well, I've done, I have walked to the Atlantic Pond before. Yeah. I did loads of walking by. You're not the only one well, with two legs around here. Ready to attack me. Go away. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Red Raw. Red Raw. With Rob and Laura.